boys. It is Rushmore Sports betting time. This is the Thanksgiving edition of the Rushmore Sports betting podcast brought to you by the Bulldog Inquirer. Doesn't matter if it's rain or shine, holiday or not, we are always out here producing content for y'all so y'all can go ahead and win some money in that sports betting world. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and jump right into every single game that happened last week. Not every single game, but, you know, the ones that matter. Um, LSU, the number one team in the nation, still top, top two. I think they're number one, but the playoff committee says differently after this past Tuesday, November 26th, where Ohio State and the Buckeyes were, you know, ranked first over the the Tigers. So that props off to Ohio State. They've been playing well all year, but I still think the LSU Tigers have that. Just a little disclaimer before we get moving forward and talking about all the latest and greatest sports betting and football news you'll get in this episode. This is a, a lonely episode for me. Um, no, no, none of the Rushmore Sports crew is going to be here this week. Um, they're all out of town, obviously. Since I run the podcast, I'm going to still produce to the best of my ability, and we're working with some uh, kinks thrown in there, but we're still going to get it done, get it produced, and give it to all of the loyal listeners out there. Everyone that's tuning in right now, thank you for listening. As you all know, you can find this on Spotify or the Apple Podcasts app, or you know, sometimes, occasionally, we'll throw it up on YouTube, so you can always head over there. Make sure you check out the website, www.thebulldoginquire.com, and inquire. Is spelled with an I, not an E at the beginning, but we're just going to go ahead and get right into this. Everybody knows the first segment we're going to talk about is, you know, last week's games. What caught our eye? What are some important um, stat, stats that we're going to have to give you all for, you know, to, so you can stay updated on some, some college football as we um, head into rivalry week. Also, you know, everybody loves this time of year. It's Thanksgiving. Everybody's grubbing on some nice turkey or some ham, getting to sit down watch some college football during the weekend. You know, they got big games like Ohio State, Michigan, Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. I mean, there's just a lot of good, solid hate this week. And, you know, that's what we all like to see. And there's always some good games that come out of this week. Um, but so, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about last week. Uh, I just I just mentioned the LSU game. Um, LSU won 56-20. to 20. They beat the Razorbacks. Joe Burrow continues to perform 23-28, uh, 327 yards and three touchdowns, and a very surprising stat that many may have not known. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the, the running back for the Tigers, only ran the ball six times, but ran for 188 yards and three touchdowns. That is probably the most insane stat line for a running back that I've seen in college football um, in my lifetime. I just... That's averaging almost 32 yards a carry. I mean, it's just, that's flat out insane. So the LSU offense continues to produce. The defense didn't do as well as I thought they were going to do. Um, you know, they did have all their scrubs in at the end, but Arkansas did score 14 fourth quarter points to make it a 56-20 game, not like a 56-6 to game. So LSU still played very well. Another big game that happened last week was the Ohio State Buckeyes stay undefeated. And they beat the Penn State Nittany Lions 28-17. Justin Fields threw for 16 for 22, 188 yards and two touchdowns. Not the most prolific stats we've seen him give this year, but, you know, still good stats nonetheless. J.K. Dobbins ran the ball for 36 times and, you know, still scored two touchdowns and ran for 157 yards. But they're relying on him a lot more later in the season than they are on Justin Fields, even though Justin Fields makes some plays. Um, Ohio State scored a touchdown in every single 
quarter in that game while Penn State only scored 17 points in that third quarter. So Penn State really didn't play that well most of the game. They did have that big quarter. But other than that, they just couldn't pull it off and upset the number now number one team in the nation. Um, another big game that happened last week, Georgia stays at 10-1. and one. They beat the Texas A&M Aggies 19-13 at Sanford Stadium between the hedges. Uh, Kellen Moore, he played as best as he could um, given the circumstances and the weather. He threw for 25 for 42, 275 yards and one touchdown. Um, on the other side of the ball, DeAndre Swift, you know, the, the best running back, possibly top five in college football right now. He You got to give him a good chance of uh, going deep in the NFL, having a good career like past Georgia backs have, such as, you know, Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb's doing well right now. Sonny Michelle is also balling out, but DeAndre Swift ran for uh, 19 carries, 103 yards. I don't think he scored a touchdown in that game. Um, There's a lot of Rodrigo Blankenship kicking field goals. Um, also, a little side note, Rodrigo is now the highest scoring player in Georgia football history, which is pretty impressive seeing as how many athletes have come out of that um, program in the recent years, especially, but, you know, also back in the eighties with Herschel Walker, they had DJ Shockley back in the mid two thousands, but you know, Georgia's still sitting at that number four spot after the college football playoff committee last week, um, this Tuesday, this past Tuesday, they, they gave their top four at Ohio state, number one, LSU, number two, Clemson, number three, and Georgia, number four. So that is still pretty much where we're at this week. Also, if LSU, I'm assuming everybody wins their games that they're supposed to. I think that that top four stays the same. Um, Alabama absolutely killed Western Carolina in a very throwaway game, 66 to three. Mac Jones only threw the ball 12 times, but threw for 275 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, there's not much else you can expect from that one. Um, the biggest upset of the week probably was number six, Oregon and the Ducks go down at Arizona State to the Sun Devils, 31 to 28. It was a very back and forth game. Um, Oregon scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to, you know, almost almost pull off the, you know, they almost got upset. So they almost pulled off the win there, but the Arizona State Sun Devils win that game and knock off the Oregon Ducks there out of the top 10 now. I think they're ranked anywhere between 12 and 15. I'm not sure, but that's not a good look for them. They're out of the playoff picture for sure. But you know who may be still in the playoff picture is the Utah Utes, who beat Arizona at Bearcat Stadium 35-17. to Utah is now 10-1 and and 7-1 in the Pac-12. Um, Tyler Huntley still is balling out right now, 19 for 23, throwing completion percentage you know, up there among 80 80 percentage points. Uh, He still threw for 211 yards, a touchdown. Their running back, Zach Moss, carried the ball for 26 times, 203 yards and a touchdown. So Utah still looking good. Another team, Oklahoma, still probably in the playoff conversation for some. Um, They are the ninth team in the nation right now. They did beat the Horned Frogs of TCU 28-24, but it was at home for Oklahoma. Um, Jalen Hurts did not play his best game. And when Jalen Hurts doesn't play his best game, the the Sooners are just not that good of a team, honestly. Their defense is very mediocre, and they just don't have enough weapons on the offensive side of the ball without Jalen Hurts being there to produce to a high level. But Jalen Hurts' passing did not play well. You know, 11 for 21, 145 yards and two touchdowns, but he didn't need to do anything more than that because he also accounted for 173 yards rushing and two touchdowns. So four touchdowns total. He accounted for all of the Oklahoma Sooners' touchdowns and they win 
and they're still going into this rivalry week, about to play Oklahoma State and the 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 good team at over 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 at Oklahoma State um, down in Stillwater. So look out for that game. That might be a good game. Um, the Golden Gophers of Minnesota are ten and one, seven and one in the Big Ten after they lost to. Uh, it was a it was a good game. I mean, they they should have beat Iowa probably, but Iowa played a good game and beat them. So, PJ Fleck and the Golden Gophers are ten and one still. Um, but they did beat Northwestern by sixteen points. Uh, you know Tanner Morgan fifteen for twenty three, two hundred eleven yards and four touchdowns for the Golden Gophers. So Minnesota still looks good. Wisconsin is still sitting at nine and two, twelfth um, in the nation right now, forty five to twenty four. They beat Purdue. Um, Michigan, another team in the Big Ten, who is right behind the Wisconsin Badgers, is also nine and two. They handled Indiana at Indiana, thirty nine to fourteen. Baylor is also a team that may be in the playoff conversation if they can beat Oklahoma in the uh, Big Twelve championship. But they beat the Texas Longhorns, twenty four to ten. Texas, I know I've said it in past episodes. You're not back. I'm sorry. You're not good. You're not back. This is your fifth loss of the season. And going into that game next week, y'all might be 6-6. Six and six. I don't know. Texas, uh, I just I assumed more was going to happen this year, but it just hasn't. Um, Auburn also played a throwaway game before they go and play Alabama this week. They beat the Sanford Bulldogs 52-0. Nice little shutout for that good, good Auburn defense. Um, Notre Dame won 40-7 against Boston College, handled them. Iowa squeaks by Illinois. Men's 19 to 10 on that game. Memphis is still probably the best top um top non-power five conference team. Um they're sitting at 18th in the nation right now. They be they just beat South Florida 49 to 10. Um Cincinnati is also right up there with that non-power five best team. They are sitting at 10 and 1 on the season, 7 and 0 in the American Conference. But they just squeaked by Temple, 15 to 13. Temple's not a bad team, but Cincinnati is possibly, I don't know, it's going to be a good game. They, they do play the Memphis Tigers this week, so we will see who comes out victorious in that one. Boise State, number 20 in the nation, handled Utah State 56-21. Oklahoma State beat West Virginia Mountaineers 20-13. Iowa State beat Kansas and the Jayhawks 41-31. USC routed UCLA 52-35. And Appalachian State still rounding out the top 25 at number 24, 35 213. Um, and just a little disclaimer, the team that originally rounded out the top five, the SMU Mustangs, just got beat by the Navy Midshipmen. They lost 35 to 28. So that about wraps it up for all the big games that happened last week. You know, we're gonna about to get in these these spreads and over-unders for this week, this big rivalry week. Stay tuned for more information and see if your team is on this list and see if you can make money off of watching them. Stay tuned. with the spreads and over-unders this week, this juicy week of college football, this Thanksgiving week of college football, you know, Thanksgiving and football. There's nothing better. It's the gift that keeps on giving every single year. This is one of my most exciting weekends of the year, and we're going to get right into it with some big games that you'll see this week, um, rivalry games for sure. Ole Miss travels over to Mississippi State, where the Mississippi State Bulldogs are two-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. 
the over-under being 58 points. Texas Tech and the Red Raiders travel over to Texas. And the Longhorns are 10-point favorites in that game, with the over-under being 63 points. Virginia Tech travels over to Virginia, where the Hokies are three-point favorites in that game, the over-under being 47.5 points. Iowa takes on Nebraska over in the Midwest, where the number 17 Hawkeyes are six-point favorites in that game. The over-under is 44.5 points. The battle of the best non-Power 5 team, Cincinnati and the Bearcats, travel over to Memphis to play the Tigers, where the Tigers are 11.5-point favorites in that game, the over-under being 57.5 points. Another big game is Boise State, still number 20th in the nation. They play the Colorado State um, Rams, Boise State, is 14 and a half point favorites in that game with the over under being 57 and a half points. Appalachian State is number 25 in the nation right now, and they are heading over to Troy, Alabama to play a decent Troy team, but they just got blown out by ULL. So, you know, Troy not not winning that game at all. I don't think there's a chance. I'm going to expand on that a little bit later, but the Mountaineers of Appalachian State are 13 point favorites in that game. 62 and a half points is the over under. Mark, um, probably the biggest game of the week, in my opinion, just because we all know I do like my Michigan Wolverines. The Michigan Wolverines are at the big house this week playing the Ohio State Buckeyes in probably the oldest and best rivalry game in the country. Um, the Ohio State Buckeyes are nine and a half point favorites in that game with the over under being 50 points. But, you know, just a little side note, Michigan has yet to lose at home this year and they've looked very, very good as of recently. So that's a lot of points for even the Ohio State offense to try and cover. Clemson and the Tigers head over to Columbia to play the Gamecocks, where the Tigers are 27.5-point favorites. The over-under for that game is 50.5 points. Georgia and the Bulldogs travel up to Atlanta to play the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. The Bulldogs are 28.5-point favorites in this game, with the over-under being 46.5 points. Some other big games around the league is the Iron Bowl, Alabama. It is at Auburn this year, so the Crimson Tide travel over to um, Auburn, Alabama, where the Tigers are three-and-a-half-point dogs to the Crimson Tide. The over-under for that game is 49-and-a-half points. Baylor looks to have a shot at making the playoffs and winning the Big 12 championship, where they go over to Kansas and play the Jayhawks, where the Baylor Bears are 14-point favorites in that game, with the over-under being 51 points. A couple other big games, Wisconsin and Minnesota look to head off in a top-15 matchup the Wisconsin Badgers are on the road at Minnesota, but they are three-point favorites in that game. 46 points is that over-under mark. Um, you know, just scrolling through these games, not, not any more good ones, to be fair. Oregon State does play Oregon, who's now at number 14th in the nation. Just to clarify from what I said earlier after how far they dropped, the Ducks are 20-point favorites in that game to the Oregon State Beavers. And, you know, the over-under for that game is 65 and a half points. Iowa State looks to stay top 25 after they travel over to Kansas State this week. The Iowa State Cyclones are five and a half point favorites in that game with the over under being 46 points. And then, you know, just a couple other top 10 games, top 15 games. LSU plays Texas A&M where the Tigers are 17 point favorites in that game. The over under being 64 points. Utah and the Utes look to stay up ahead and alive in those playoff hopes where they play Colorado at home. Utah is 28-point favorites in that game, and the over-under is 49 points. And the last two games I'm going to talk about, I'm sorry if I missed your rivalry this this week, but Oklahoma plays Oklahoma State in Stillwater. 
Um, the Sooners are 13-point favorites in that game, with the over-under being everyone's favorite number. Once again, 69 points. And the last game I'm going to talk about is the Florida Gators are at home this week in the Swamp, playing the Florida State Seminoles, where the Gators are 18-point favorites in that game, and the over-under is 54.5 points. So that wraps it up for our spreads and over-unders of the week. Make sure you hit up any of your local bookies to check out all of the college football spreads this week just to make sure you can make some money, make sure you make in, informed bets. But there is it's it's kind of hard to bet honestly on these these rivalry week games because since they are rivalries and it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter what team has what record, anything can really happen. Um it's just it's one of those it's one of those weeks, man. You know, you never know, so Make sure you make some very informed bets like we are going to later on in the show. And that's that, that's that's that section is coming up soon right after this. All right, you are back with the the crew, I would say. But, you know, once again, it's only me, Brendan Kerner here on this uh, segment of the Rushmore Sports Betting Podcast, Episode 6. A little disclaimer, um, some of you may have noticed that the fourth episode is not on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That is because we tried something new that week. We tried to put it up on YouTube. So there's a little 30-minute special over on YouTube if you want to go check that out where the whole team discusses some of the games. But, you know, we missed that week, but we're back at it every single week. You are getting all of your information before these Thursday night games at the latest. So just make sure you keep keep tuning in, but you already know the deal. This is where we give our Rushmore picks of the week. We each give a lock, an upset, and then three games we think you should bet on. Um, so this week I've gotten the picks from my colleagues um, other than Jackson Dyer. Jackson Dyer, who is out of town, probably not on his phone ever, you know, just trying to spend some time with the family. No, no knocking on him for that, but me... I'm going to give my picks, Grant, I'm going to give his picks, and Nick Frias, I'm also going to give his picks. So let's jump right into this. We know how it all goes. I'm giving my lock first. I got the Appalachian State Mountaineers, 13.5-point favorites at Troy this week, and I think the Mountaineers cover that spread. I mean, App State, uh, they lost their rivalry game this year to Georgia Southern by three points, but other than that, they've looked very dominant. In every single game they've played, they're still 10-1 on the season. They're still in the top 25, even though they are a non-Power 5 conference team. Um, you know, their their offense looks very good. And Troy, Troy's defense is bad. They just gave up 55 points last week and only scored three. So when I'm looking at the math, I don't even think the home field advantage helps Troy this week. There's just no way I think App State, they get it done. So that's my lock. Short and sweet, Grant's lock, on the other hand, is the Wake Forest Demon Deacons traveling to Syracuse this week, and the Grant has the, the Demon Deacons covering that four-point spread. They are uh, four-point favorites in that game, and honestly, I would agree with him here. The Demon Deacons, I think, have three losses on the season, possibly even two. I'm pretty sure it's three, though, after losing two. Clemson, Virginia Tech, and then a close one to somebody else. But the Orangemen of Syracuse just have not looked as good as they have been. Um, in the past couple of years, many of them, they, they I mean, they had that one game against Clemson a couple of years ago. But other than that, they haven't been very impressive. Wake Forest, on the other hand, 
other than a couple slip ups. Um, they, I mean, they played a really bad game against Virginia Tech, losing 36 to 17 in that game. But other than that, they've played very well offensively. They can put up a lot of points. And Syracuse is just kind of on that downward spiral out of control, not going to be making a bowl game this year. So Syracuse really has nothing to play for. I think Wake Forest comes out on top, and I agree with Grant's lock of the week. Nick Frias, his lock of the week is some that I, I don't know if I would take this. Um, It is a little risky for a lock, per se. I mean, this is definitely a game I would bet on. But the he has the Gators covering the 17.5-point spread in that game against the Florida State Seminoles. It is at the Swamp, and, you know, the Swamp is probably one of the hardest places, if not the hardest place, to play in the SEC. So, you know, the Gators are 11 in the nation right now. Florida State obviously hasn't been very good. They got their new coach midway through the season. It's just it's not a good situation over there down in Tallahassee. But, you know, 17 and a half points is a lot of points. That is not that's, – I mean, that's more than two touchdowns and a field goal. That extra half point makes it really hard to pick Florida in this game. But Nick Frias thinks you can get it done, and, uh, you know, I trust him. So that's Nick Frias's lock of the week. Take Florida 17 and a half point favorites. As I said earlier, Jackson Dyer has not sent in his picks. But, honestly, I'm going to go out on a limb and say – if Akron had a game this week, which I don't know if they do or not, but if Akron had a game this week, he'd pick Akron to lose to the spread. Uh, he, 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 that, that hurt him last week because Akron all, almost won their first game. They only lost by three points. They lost to the University of Miami, not the U, so I guess Miami University of Ohio, but they only lost by three points in that game, 20-17, to 17, so... Akron is probably going to finish the season defeated in every single aspect of the season, but some form or fashion, you got to put the Akron Zip show on the Rushmore Sports Betting Podcast for Jackson Dyer. So Jackson Dyer, when you listen to this, make sure you give me another shout out. So upsets of the week, this is what we're doing, and you already know, you probably could have guessed it, my upset of the week, a very, very big game. My Michigan Wolverines, I think they're going to pull it out this week um, over the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, Ohio State had their first test, I think, of the season against the Penn State Nittany Lions. Penn State didn't play too well that game, so it could have been a different outcome. But, you know, Ohio State won by 11 points. And for how they've been playing most of the year, I just don't think that's enough points to persuade me that they're so legit that they won't lose to anybody this whole year. Um, and I've, I've definitely been watching Michigan and, the, and Jim Harbaugh, what he's doing these past four or five games. I mean, ever since... That halftime at the Penn State game where they were down 21-7 to and almost rallied back to at least tie it up and send it into overtime. They've been playing lights-out football, destroying Notre Dame, destroying Michigan State, destroying Indiana at Indiana. Who This year, the uh, Hoosiers aren't looking that bad. So the Hoosiers might end the season on uh, with eight games, one, possibly even, I think, nine they could turn out to be. So... Michigan, I think they're playing their best football right now. I think Ohio State has not been tested like to this caliber. And and like I said earlier, Michigan has yet to lose at home. The big house is the definitely top five hardest places to play in college football. I mean, it, it holds the most. It's the biggest. So make sure you pay attention to the, that game. And my upset is Michigan over Ohio State. Grant, on the other hand, is picking another very, very big upset game. Auburn and the Tigers are going to beat Alabama at home this week um, at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Another top five hard places to play, especially in the SEC. It is very loud, just um, dealing with the structure of the stadium and how vertical it is. But 
Auburn and the Tigers, they have that good defense. They did held uh, they did hold the LSU Tigers to only 23 points in that game earlier in the season and put up 20. So they know how to play a good team like LSU. Um, Alabama is very close in caliber, I'd say, to the LSU Tigers after only losing to them by five. But just looking at the matchup, it is at home for Auburn. And Auburn, you know, if Bo Nix can at least have a decent game against an Alabama defense that I don't think is better than the ones we've seen in the past couple of years, uh, you know, they might have a chance. I they think they legitimately have a shot. I don't think it happens, but there's a, a decent chance that the Tigers come out on top. Um, for the upset of the week for Nick Frias, who else is he going to go with? Obviously, the Oklahoma State Cowboys over the Oklahoma Sooners. And this this pick makes sense. Nick Frias has been in love with the Cowboys the whole entire season. He's they've they've helped him out on many lock picks. But this week he's they're they're upset. They're upset in the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma is nine in the nation right now. Jalen Hurts is you know still performing to a caliber. If they if they were undefeated right now, he'd be right um right beside Joe Burrow for that uh Heisman Trophy. But come on, man. Cowboys, it's in Stillwater, so there could be an upset right there. Jackson Dyer, on the other hand, he loves his UMass Minutemen. The UMass part of the show where Jackson Dyer talks about how bad they are. You know what, Jackson Dyer? I'm gonna I'm gonna slip in your your upset this week. UMass, whoever you play, I don't know who it is because you you UMass and Akron, you're just not that good. And I just don't want to spend the time looking for teams for games for y'all. Um, I don't even think y'all play this week, but UMass, you're going to upset the bye week. I think you're going to win your first game against the bye week and come out on top. Good job, UMass, for winning your first game of the season. At least it's better than Akron, who I also think has the bye. Akron is so bad, they lose to the bye week. So, sorry, Zips and Minutemen, but it's just, you know, it's it's shit season for y'all. I just, I'm going to shit on y'all till y'all win a game. And at least do well ever. So off of my uh, little high horse rant, we're going to now discuss the best three games we all think you should bet on. Minus, obviously, Jackson Dyer since he's not here. But I'm going to go ahead and start it off. I think the Illinois team that they have right now in Champaign is playing pretty good football for, for their standards. They are they're at home this week in Champaign, and they're playing the Northwestern team, who is probably the worst in the Big Ten, I'm not going to lie. Um, their defense is okay. Their offense is abysmally bad. So only giving Illinois eight and a half points at home against a very bad Northwestern team, I just think you got to take Illinois there, keeping it short and sweet. Another game I think you should bet on is number 17 in the nation, Iowa, and the Hawkeyes. They are six-point favorites in their game at Nebraska. Um, the Huskers under Scott Frost have underperformed to what most people thought they were going to perform. Of, uh, excuse me. The, they just haven't played up to the caliber that everybody expected them to play. Um, you know, when Scott Frost came in, it's it's it's, it's kind of disappointing. Uh, such a, a great program like Nebraska is and how good they used to be back in like the 80s and 90s and even early 2000s. It's just kind of sad to see where they've gone from right um, from then to right now. So I think Iowa beats them by at least a touchdown that would cover that six-point spread. And then my other game is probably the biggest game among non-Power 5 conference teams. I got Cincinnati covering the 11.5-point dog spread that they've been given. Um, 
against the Memphis Tigers. It is at Memphis. Um, the teams are neck and neck right beside each other, 18th and 19th, both ranked in the nation. But Cincinnati, we were talking about this earlier, Cincinnati has a better win than Alabama does on the season up to this point. And both Alabama and Cincinnati, their only loss comes to a top four team in the nation. So Cincinnati at number six, I really think so. At least number, maybe number five, but Utah at five, Cincinnati at six. But I mean, obviously we're, jo- we're all jokes about this, but I, th- I do think Cincinnati can actually even pull this game out um, and win this game. But given Memphis 12 points, 11 and a half points, I just don't think it, it's going to happen. If, if Cincinnati does lose, it's going to be by a field goal or a touchdown late. So those are my three games that we think you should. I think you should bet on. Um, Grant's three games. He's also going with Michigan, um, covering that spread there. Eight and a half point dogs at home against the Buckeyes. Um, nothing much more to say on that game. Uh, Michigan's been playing their best football, and Ohio State has yet to see a test this big. So Grant thinks Michigan covers, even though Ohio State still might win that game. Another game that Grant is picking is Minnesota is three point dogs at home to the Wisconsin Badgers, who are number 12th in the nation. So, you know, Grant thinks Minnesota, they've been playing well. They did slip up against Iowa, but they still have wins against Penn State and just looking dominant in most other performances that they've had this year. So look out for the Golden Gophers to cover that, sp- that spread. Excuse me. And then another game who Grant is saying you you should bet on is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are 19.5-point favorites against Stanford at Stanford, so I just think the Fighting Irish, I don't really know what to say about this game. Stanford's just not as good as they have been, and the Pac-12 is already a bad conference to start off with, but Notre Dame has looked shaky at times. They're, they're not even in a conference, so it's kind of hard to evaluate how they how, how they play against teams um, to, the, to the caliber that you will see in the SEC or the Big Ten. Um, Notre Dame's only two losses right now are two. Michigan, they got absolutely obliterated by Michigan, and then they, they lost a close game by a touchdown, or actually they lost it by six points to the Georgia Bulldogs over in Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia. So Notre Dame, they've lost some 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 games against some good teams, but for, for the most part, other than maybe another game that they they got close to getting beat, they, they've been handling business, and Stanford is not looking that good. So those are Grant's three picks of the week. And to round out this segment, Nick Frias' top three picks. He thinks Alabama covers the four-point spread at Auburn this week. He thinks Nick Saban is going to coach his team to another another Iron Bowl victory. They have to win this game if they want to stay in the playoff hopes, um, playoff hope talks. So, you know, I think Nick Saban rallies the troops. He gets it done against Gus Malzahn, Bo Nix, and the Auburn Tigers. So, bet Bama on that one. Baylor at Kansas. This is Nick Frias' pick. He thinks that game will go over 52.5 points, um, and I can see it. Baylor, um, they didn't play their best offensive game against Oklahoma, but they, they picked it up when they had to. Um, last week, they put up a lot of points to win that game, to stay at 10-1 and on the season. And Kansas scores just enough to keep it interesting. They only lost, I think, by 10 points last week to the – I think Ohio, Iowa State Cyclones. So, I don't know. Kansas and the Jayhawks, Baylor and the Bears. I think they, they score over 52.5 points, and so does Nick Frias. So, that is his pick for that game. Pick the over. And then the, his last game is also the Wake Forest game that I mentioned earlier. Um, that was a lock for Grant McClendon. But 
Frias doesn't think it's it's, it's lock worthy, but he still thinks Wake Forest also covers that spread at Syracuse. So that wraps it up for our Rushmore picks of the week. Like we always do, I'm going to give you um, an update on our standings. Last week was probably my best week of sports betting so far. Um, the only game I did not guess correctly was Arizona beating Utah. That just did not happen. Um, Utah handled business like they should have, 35-7. So I mispicked that one, but I did go 4-1 and one last week, and now my overall standing on the seat, on the uh betting season is 12 and 13 I'm one game behind 500 so you know we're if this week goes well I go three and two four and one or even five and oh um you know I'm back over 500 and we're we're doing good there um so I'm 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 in second place right now actually because Jackson Dyer even though he's not here this week he is 13 10 and two he went two and three last week not not one of his best weeks but Still not a week that you can really complain about after the other performances that you've seen from some of the Rushmore crew this year. So two and three for Jackson Dyer last week. Nick Frias went two, two and one last week after Oklahoma State only won by a touchdown. So they pushed that spread. It was seven on the dot. So overall in the season, he is nine, 15 and one, and he is a half game ahead of the worst head on the Rushmore sports betting crew. Sorry, Grant McClendon. I know you're listening all the way from Valdosta, Georgia, but you went two and three last week and you were nine and 16 on the season. I don't even know how much longer you can keep betting. You don't even know how if you have any more, if you not, if you have money enough to keep betting. So sorry, Grant. I love you anyways. I love all the Rushmore sports crew and I love every listener out there that sticks around this long in the show, sticks around for this fourth segment coming up. I'm going to give you my personal top four, regardless of the college football playoff committees. And, you know, maybe see, speak on a couple scenarios that you can see um, at the end of the season for this top four playoff for 2019-2020 season. Stay tuned. I am back and better than ever for this fourth segment of the Rushmore Sports Betting Podcast brought to you by the BulldogInquired.com. Make sure, once again, you're checking out that website. Go ahead and on the bottom of the website, on the homepage, you'll find uh, the Georgia football news, some interesting tidbits there. Um, there's an exclusive stories page where I talk about some some things like if Jake Fromm's leaving or not. Um, you know, There's also a story on the defense, nine games into the season, eight games into the season, on how they have not given up a rushing touchdown and why they might be the best defense George's ever had. There's that sports betting tab that you'll probably find this video at. You know, there's always links for Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. And at the bottom of the homepage, you can also hit the subscribe button to subscribe to the website and you can get email updates on any time um, there is a article posted by anybody that works over at the Bulldog Inquirer. So as that is being said, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and explain my top four reasoning. The, the the playoff committee this past weekend, I don't I don't understand at all. Ohio State is now number one. I, I know it doesn't matter. It it all just matters after the conference championship weekend. Um, you know that's just that's when all the pieces fall into place. That's when you know who's in, who's out. But at this point in the season, how can you not give that number one spot to LSU? I mean, they have the they have the Heisman front runner in Joe Burrow. 
They have a very, very, very good coach in Ed Orgeron, and they have a really, really good running back in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I know their defense isn't the best, but they've, they still have four top 10 wins. They've dominated pretty much everybody they've played with the exception of like Auburn and Alabama, maybe even Florida. But, you know, they, they still play the best football that I've seen in a while, especially offensively. I know Ohio State has a pretty good offense as well with Justin Fields leading that team and J.K. Dobbins running the ball out of his mind. Um, but I just don't see how you're going to give LSU the number two spot and not the number one spot. So I'm going to put in my top four LSU back at number one. Ohio State, once again, is a very good team. They came off of an 11-point win against the Penn State Nittany Lions. Um, so, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Ohio State at two. I'm going to change it up a little bit, actually. Clemson? I'm going to put them at number four, and here's why. They are the reigning national champions. I understand that. But they have still yet to play anybody this season um, of any good value. And they, they, they're they going to play South Carolina for their rivalry week, like as they always do. So I mean, there's not going to be a good quality win. Their best, their best win right now is probably Texas A&M, who Georgia also just beat. I mean, Georgia only beat them by six points in that 14 like Clemson did, but... Georgia played him in the rain. It was pouring most of the game. I mean, the second half was somewhat dry, but the ball was still getting wet every time it hit the ground. And I just I just don't know. So I'm putting Georgia at three, actually, and Clemson at four. I know the playoff committee would disagree with me there. Obviously, Georgia has that one bad loss to South Carolina. But, you know, it was double overtime by three points. Those kind of games happen. And if Georgia wins out, they're still – I mean, they're still – Regardless of if they win, they're still in control of their own destiny. If they win out, they are going to the playoffs as probably the number two seed. Maybe the number three seed. I can definitely see them being the number three seed, but they'd be a three or two in that system, being the SEC championship. Um, four top ten wins at that point, beating the LSU Tigers, Florida, Auburn, and Notre Dame. All at the time were top ten teams. So, you know... That's my top four. I, I really don't have anybody to check me, but that's my hot takes. I got I to get my hot takes when the hot takes are due. So that's my that's my top four. Um, and then some playoff scenarios. Right now, I do think the best team to that has a shot of getting into that four spot is the Alabama Crimson Tide. And I know everybody's getting tired of seeing Alabama get in either deservingly or undeservingly, but they're just... Their only losses to the LSU Tigers, who will either be the SEC undefeated champs or they'll be a one-loss team with their only loss coming to Georgia in the SEC championship. So, you know, Alabama, yeah, they haven't played anybody that good. Their best win will probably be Auburn in the Iron Bowl if they do win that one. But if, if Alabama wins out and Georgia slips up, I think Alabama squeaks in there over a an Oklahoma team that wins the Big 12 or a Utah team that wins the Pac-12, um, or even a Baylor team that wins the the Big 12. I just I just don't think that Alabama um, has any worries there. I, I don't know. Maybe the playoff committee thinks that this is the year that maybe they don't allow a team that doesn't win the conference to get in. But in all honesty, I don't even know if they let Alabama in. The only reason they let Alabama in is because LSU wins. If LSU loses, I still think LSU's a lock. Over Oklahoma, Alabama, all of them. I mean, it'd be literally just the same top four that we'd have right now. At that point, you'd have, you'd put probably Ohio State at one, Georgia at two, 
or Georgia at three, Clemson at two, and then LSU at four. So you'd have that that really, really good matchup that I really want to see and probably everybody else does too, um, LSU and Ohio State, because Ohio State has a pretty good defense. I'm not going to lie. I mean, they – they they haven't played good at they haven't played great at times, but they still got Chase Young. He's back. Um, Ohio State's offense is still very very good. So putting putting a good offense and a good defense against a great offense and a mediocre defense would make for a very very good game. I could see that one being very close. And then Georgia playing Clemson. I mean, who doesn't want to see that rematch of a couple years ago? That'd be a very good game. Two very different teams. Um, so th- I think. That is probably the most reasonable pairing for the top for the top four. You know, I just don't think there's many other teams that has a shot of getting in right now. Minnesota has a very far fetched chance of getting in. They have to beat Wisconsin and then they have to beat Ohio State. I just don't see either of those things happening. But Minnesota still possibly has a chance to get in. But other than that, there's really nobody else in the nation that has a good chance to get in because they're all two lost teams or non-Power 5 teams that haven't played good enough opponents to get in. So that really wraps it up about football talk. Um, just just a little little heads up. Um, so we got rivalry week this week. We got ne- the next couple weekends, we'll have the, the conference championship games. And then after that, it's everybody's favorite year, part of the year, the bowl, bowl season and the playoff season. During that, that Christmas break time, me and Jackson Dyer will probably go ahead and do a show on our own and do a pick 'em of all the bowl games. So we'll get a, we'll get a bowl game pick 'em going just outright. Who do we think will win every single bowl game? We're gonna go down the list anywhere from the Orange Bowl to the Belks Belk Bowl to the Music City Bowl. I mean AutoZone Bowl. I don't know. There's like a cereal bowl probably. There's just so many bowls right now, but. I, we're gonna we're gonna do a bowl pick them, and then right after that, right after that bowl pick them, we're gonna go ahead and jump into some college basketball. I know it's already started, um, te- but it, you know college basketball is gonna be a very fun season this year. Two, I mean Kentucky and Duke have already gotten knocked off that number one spot from teams that weren't even ranked. Like they they had no shot of winning that game going in. Um, Stephen F. Austin beat Duke earlier this week and earlier last week. Evansville beat Kentucky and the Wildcats. And then Utah Valley almost beat the Kentucky Wildcats again when they were ranked number nine. So college basketball is going to be a very good, good season this year. And March Madness, I think, will be even more hectic hectic than it usually is. So that's a, that's a preview of pretty much what we got for the next part of the year for the Rushmore Sports Betting crew. I miss all of my lovely co-hosts. I hope we all get back to Athens soon so we can record together. And, you know, hopefully everybody listening right now has listened to the end and is having a wonderful Thanksgiving time. Uh, Make sure you eat a lot of that turkey stuffing, dressing, whatever you want to call it. Got the sweet potatoes, sweet tea for you Southerners. So make sure you're spending time with the family, eating good food and making good bets. I'm out of here signing off. Peace.